Hi, beautiful people. Welcome back to Love and Light. If you're new here or new to me, welcome. I'm Sienna, but my friends call me C, Sienna, Mamacita, whatever feels right. Love and Light is a podcast about life. I try my best to be, share, and experience love and light in all of its forms. As we all navigate life, why not try and process things through a lens of love? This space is me documenting my life through that lens and building a community rooted in authenticity. Today's topic is confidence. Before we dive in, I just want to say again that I am recording outside, so there may be some background noise that I can't edit out in post-production. I'm sorry for the... What's the word? Um, For the compromise. Wow, it took me forever to think of that. For the compromise audio quality. Recording outside just feels best for me, and maybe one day I'll have an outdoor glass studio so I can feel outside and not have these background noises for you all. But yeah, so I just want to put that disclaimer out there. Um, You might hear some wind or things like that. I'll do my best to edit it out, but just so you're aware, that's what's going on. Um, So yeah, today's topic is confidence. I got a question about confidence, and I want to talk about that today because it's so powerful and can feel so distant at times. At least for me, it did. And I'm always speaking from the I perspective, right? So I'm not telling you how you feel or should be, but rather talking about my experiences and authentically just being. And I hope that there is value in hearing me do that for you all. The first thing I want to talk about is body confidence, because I've been speaking about it a lot recently on my Instagram, and I think it's just been so important for me to share and exude as I really tap into that for myself. Body confidence is unconditionally loving your body. In a world where beauty somehow looks like everyone but me, I decided I can't handle trying to be beautiful and just decided I am beautiful. I'm tiny, right? I'm 4'11 and 3 quarters. And don't y'all take those 3 quarters from me, okay? Um, In a world where beauty is long, luxurious legs. I'm chunky in a world where slim is in. My hair is some inconsistent pattern of wavy and straight and frizzy and oily but a dry scalp where beautiful is long and sleek and consistent and shiny. My point being, if you look up a picture of beautiful in the dictionary, me and her have a lot of contrasts. But what I've decided is that I am beautiful. I am sexy. I am desirable. Exactly as I am. And I have to shout out all of my friends, my genuine friends, who have consistently affirmed me of my beauty. All them hater hoes in high school who called me fat behind my back, yes, I know, and made jokes about me doing lifts and dance can honestly and truly kiss my ass. And that feels really aggressive for me to say, but I say it because I'm not about to sit up here at a big old 22 and let the power I gave y'all in high school ever play a role in my life again. In high school, I needed that validation. I was so desperate for validation to think that I was beautiful. My mom, bless her heart, always told me I was beautiful and called me gorgeous and things of that nature daily. But I was surrounded by a sea of teenage girls who didn't look like me, didn't want to look like me, and boys who didn't compliment me or actively criticize me. So should external validation be the source of your confidence? Absolutely not. But at the time it was. I was insecure as hell, and I'm not here to debate if it's right or wrong. I'm just telling you that that was my reality, and I specifically sought out validation from my peers 
and when they weren't affirming me, I didn't feel beautiful. Also, my mom and a lot of the women in my family, to be totally honest, spoke about their bodies in unkind ways. And when I noticed our similarities, it was hard for me to believe that I was beautiful if the parts that they didn't like about themselves so much, I saw on myself. And in no way am I speaking ill of the women in my family. What I am trying to do is point out that when the words and actions didn't align, I followed what I saw. In my eyes, my mom was this gorgeous Latina, voluptuous woman with dark features and a booty that could send you to Mars. That's also actually important. It's like not a joke, but a joke. But it is important to note that my personal definition of beautiful has always been very informed by like cultural Latinx influences. I never wanted to be thin. I've always wanted to be curvy, but I've always also wanted a flat tummy. I never wanted to be tall. I wanted to be average, 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, although that's tall for my family, but I digress. <laughs> what I'm saying is that I heard and saw a lot of reasons in my personal life and media that made beauty feel like everyone but me. Models, plus size or not, didn't have stomachs that stuck out the way mine did. Their booties were rounder, they didn't have back rolls, and they were always tan, and going to a predominantly white boarding school in a dance program no less where the ideal body was lean with some curves, flat tummy, no arm jiggle, defined jawline, etc. was rough. I know high school is hard for everyone and I don't mean to minimize that but I do mention that it's boarding school for two main reasons. One, boarding schools attract wealthy families. Families who can afford and often casually use designer clothes and personal trainers and personal chefs, etc. And two, you can't leave. You're stuck on campus, even more than when you're in college because in high school you're a minor and a liability to the institution. So you're constantly surrounded by these girls who look how you're supposed to, or so I thought at the time, and the people who are talking shit about you. It's a lot to handle. I personally love my boarding school experience, but that doesn't negate how certain, sorry, how difficult certain experiences were. And building that confidence when I felt like I was constantly being torn down by myself and others was exhausting, disheartening, defeating, all of it. Throughout high school, I had two boyfriends, which really helped in the sense that I felt desired and attractive, but as most high school love goes, those relationships ended and I didn't have that validation the way I had become accustomed to. When I got to college was the first time, honest to God, where I truly considered that maybe, just maybe, I was actually beautiful. I was getting more male attention than I ever had before and I wasn't trying to, so I was really confused. I literally thought to myself, I'm cute? Oh shit. It felt like news to me that I could actually objectively be attractive. And that's also kind of the joke of this all, is that objectively, everyone is attractive and everyone is ugly. Because there is no objectivity. People say that beauty is symmetry, but most people with symmetrical faces in my opinion, are less beautiful than their natural face. My point being that we're all ugly to someone, so why on earth am I going to let that person be me? 
I would love to say that I now have unwavering confidence that is completely internal and lifelong, but that would be a bold-faced lie, and we don't do that here. What I can authentically say is that I am the most confident I have ever been because I genuinely love me. I love the experiences my body has allowed me to have. I've held on to the kind compliments people have given me. I've highlighted the moments where I felt most confident and worked them into my lifestyle. With COVID, my body has changed so much because my life has. In college, I had access to a gym 24-7. I danced at least four times a week. I walked at least 5,000 steps a day and I ate on a consistent schedule. All of that got cut off real quick in March and I went from a hyperactive lifestyle to a super, super, I can't emphasize this enough, super sedentary lifestyle. Not only did I lose access to the gym and free dance classes, but the biggest thing was losing that community. Movement for me has always been rooted in community. I go to the gym with friends and lift and we push each other. I lead rehearsals for my dance team and give my all to set the standard as captain. I go to free dance classes and meet dancers throughout the school. Community is the center point of movement. Losing that access has been a trying, trying time. I love the gym because even if I go by myself, everyone there is working towards a goal. There's a sense of community for me and being surrounded by people actively pushing themselves even if we don't know each other. That energy feeds me. The energy in a dance class or rehearsal is unmatched. Even if we all had a shitty day and go outside at 9pm and scream at the top of our lungs, which we once did and it was amazing, we still came back inside and stretched to some vibey music and moved. Not for the intensity, but for the energy that was flowing throughout us and between us. That energy created community. Movement has always been a way for me to connect. Community, and I will stop saying it now because I've said it so many times, is not something that I want, but it's something that I need. And not for having that in order to follow best practices. Sorry. Blah, I stumbled. And not having that in order to follow best practices to, you know, prevent contracting and spreading COVID has meant drastically less movement for me. In the beginning after getting home, I was pretty good with moving for at least 45 minutes about four times a week, which objectively isn't horrible, but is still significantly less than what I had been accustomed to for the past four years. Today, however, that is untrue and feels so much harder. The fitness community I entered COVID with naturally dwindled away, and with that, my excitement for movement also has. I still love dancing and lifting, but going all out by yourself in your room is not as fulfilling for me as a class. I'm getting off track, but I just want to be super honest. My lifestyle changed literally overnight, and with that, my body has as well. And coping with that was difficult, and that's okay. It wasn't the easiest thing to accept that I felt weaker doing workouts or felt that my endurance was going down or my jeans were fitting a little tighter, but I had to cope because what was the other option? Hate myself and my body for a pandemic and circumstances no one foresaw while I'm doing my absolute best? No, thank you. Hard pass. My body allowed me to hike in Hawaii with my friends. 
sunbathe on beautiful beaches while drinking margaritas. Go on walks and reconnect with friends I haven't seen in years. Experience pleasure and joy and laughter and freshly baked cookies. My body loves me, so I love my body. I think honestly I'm confident because I truly feel that the love I have for the world just shines through me and the physical amount of space I take up in a room does not add or take away to that. It simply allows it to happen. I got a question about how to be confident when you can't go to the gym anymore and my super long-winded experience above I think is the answer. Your beauty never came from the gym. It came from how you felt in the gym. There are so many ways to feel strong aside from lifting weights, aside from physical activity to be honest. Your beauty is not up for debate. Your beauty is all there. All you have to do is decide to own it. It sounds so preachy and so cheesy and so hallmark card, but it is what it is. What can I say? That's my truth. And like I said, my answers are not the answers. We all have to find our own answers to these questions in a way that feels authentic for ourselves. I'm simply offering my answer as a jumping off point for reflection and hopefully breakthrough to someone listening. I'm just as confused as the next 20-something. I just decided to document my life in this virtual audio scrapbook for us to all enjoy together. Okay, so another question I got on confidence, but shifting the lens is how to be confidently outspoken. This really got me thinking because I have been talkative my entire life, and I've always known that it's been frustrating for the adults in my life, especially as a child. But I always felt like my voice was my power. I think in recent years, I've become even more confident to be outspoken because I know what I know. If I don't know something, I have no shame saying, oh, actually, can you educate me? I don't know about X. And the reason I have no shame is because I know all the things that I could educate you on and I wouldn't judge you for not knowing it. We're all knowledge holders and Although academia and capitalism try to scam you into thinking that certain fields of knowledge are more important than others, the reality is that everything you have learned in your life has served you a purpose and you've learned it for a reason. Because the knowledge you hold is necessary for life to function as it does. Be it how to drive a truck, saute some veggies, or research ancient Egypt, all of those skills are valuable and can unexpectedly be the missing piece in a situation you could never imagine. Is it embarrassing when I get things wrong? Sure, sometimes, especially if I'm belittled later for making a mistake because that just turns me off and makes me want to shut down and not make a mistake in front of you ever again. But I have to often remind myself that if I hadn't made all the mistakes that I had in my life, I wouldn't have been confident enough to be where I am now. If I hadn't screwed up presentations in middle and high school, I wouldn't have felt confident enough to challenge my teachers in college. If I hadn't tried choreographing in high school, I wouldn't have founded my own dance team in college. If I never tried editing music in college, I wouldn't have started this podcast post-grad. The reality is that all of my speaking up has progressed me forward. Also, on some like real, real, authentic talk, no shade, just an observation. 
A lot of men in my classes throughout all of my academic career have said the same or less critical answers than what I was thinking and got praised for it. So I honestly now just try to exude the confidence of like a white man, especially when I enter spaces I know I'm supposed to feel small in. And again, I'm physically tiny, I'm easy to miss, and that has never sat well with me. I like having attention on me, I want to be noticed because I deserve to be heard. And that is exactly what I've been told multiple times is that my presence makes me seem so much larger than I am in stature. So while being short isn't a bad thing at all, I knew that I had to stand out somehow. And my being outspoken demands that you listen to me, even if your eyes initially glance over me. And when I say demands you listen, I don't mean that in some tyrannical sort of way, but rather, I am asserting that I, as an individual, am equally worthy of being heard as everyone else in the room, regardless of my credentials, regardless of if I'm well-versed or have a question on the topic at hand. I deserve to be heard. So to you who asked that question, I want to ask you, why aren't you confident in speaking up? Is it that there's a bad memory and you're afraid of having that same reaction? Is it some internalized fear that not knowing makes you less than? Is it that you don't like all the attention being on you? I think sitting with why being outspoken currently makes you uncomfortable, and addressing that will allow you to overcome it. In addressing our personal barriers, sitting with them and being uncomfortable, we find ways through them. And for anyone trying to be more outspoken, I really just want to affirm you that your voice matters. The knowledge you have is valuable, the questions you have deserve to be answered, and you're worthy of taking up space. And before I finish, I also want to say, I can't even count how many times I've spoken up in class only to leave and have four or five people come up to me later that day and say, I was wondering the same thing, or I'm so glad you said that, etc. No matter how daunting it feels, nine times out of ten, You're not alone in what you're asking or thinking. Okay, friends, that's all I have for today. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast and that it's of value to you. I am by no means an expert on confidence. I am simply a girl inviting you into my journey with it as it's constantly evolving. I super appreciate all of the support. Thank you all so much for listening. Please use the submission link in the description and on my website lovexlight.podbean.com to submit questions, topics, and scenarios you want me to engage with. I love, love, love giving advice. Although I'm actually not qualified by anything other than my personal experience, I have been told I give good advice. Um, And I love learning stories about you all and engaging. So please continue to stream, submit, and share. I love you all. And without further ado, love and light, beautiful people.